clown. All the boys in George Bush want a PS5. Too bad they're going to get an Xbox Live. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad they're stuck on Xbox Live. <laughs> Fuck it up. We've already started recording, haven't we? <laughs> we started recording like 30 seconds ago. Oh, the boys in George Bush <laughs> and they're back in town. I'm at ground zero when the towers fell down. <laughs> There you go. Good, brother. How are you going? We're straight no. in now. Yeah. <laughs> there was no, there was no three, two, one. It was just in the bush. How you going? Yeah, no beer. And uh, here comes the smoky tones. And uh, you know like, what? Oh, man, what's been going on, bro? So, yeah, not much, man. I've been chilling. Start of the podcast. G'day, uh, G'day. brother. <laughs> you know what I noticed at your gig on um, Sunday? The smoky tones were gone. Yeah, you know you've, what? Uh, you've subconsciously ruled the smoky tones out. Here's the thing. I was actually really fucking nervous on Sunday. Yeah, you looked um, And I don't really enjoy it that much. Like, I did. Like, I, I always enjoy it. But I don't I don't enjoy having that much of a break off. Yeah. In my fringe, I was fucking loving it, bro. And that's, I think, I've been a bit down on myself since that gig. But it's like, dude, you had fucking five and a half, like five and a bit months off. Um, yeah, well, that's and it. And you've been doing that much other shit in between. And it's going to obviously, like, you know, you've got to get back up on the bike and sort of get into it. So a bit rusty, bro. Um, I've been a bit like, oh, since that gig, but I think it's just one of those things. I've got one coming up next week again, so it'll be good to do. Is that uh, Cranker? In. Yes, good old Cranker. Um, so hopefully Rhino will start back up again after they postponed, and I obviously had a gig lined up there um, before before they kind of thought that we might have been taking a backward step with the old Rona. Yeah, well, I'm glad that the shit hasn't. Yeah, well, it's been good. Just a little minute, miniature scare. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens. So hopefully I might be able to get myself back up on a Rhino lineup before too long. Um, you got, have you got any, um, like, big shows planned in, not at in all, advance? No. Nah. Not at all. No. Nah. That was it. That one on Sunday was, was a fair while. How long? How long? Notice. Has that works for uh, a good month or two. Yeah, that would have been a good good month or two. Yeah, cool. He let me know as soon as he st- like. He basically messaged me when it started and said, "Hey, if you're keen to be a part of this, yeah, um, then let me know." So, um, and even though it's tough because because it, Erica works Sundays, I was like, I, I love doing shows for for Marco. I fucking love that. Yeah, so he's much, a so. he, he's a good lad. I had a bit of a chat to him afterwards. He's a great. He's guy. a good lad. Great yeah. guy. Um, so I thought I'd try and like you know give me some. Let me know when it is and I'll try and make it work. And obviously it ended up being amazing. Erica got the day off. We got married the day before. Yeah. Um, it was an ama- amazing day, bro. Congratulations. It was sick, again. hey? It was killer. Mm. It's funny I'd tell people about it and then like, yeah, so, you know, did this, did that, like got married. And then I had a gig the next day. They're like, you had a gig the day after your thing? I'm like, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. planned well in advance. Like the wedding came second. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Which yeah. is very weird to think of. Like, yeah, I knew, a, I knew about a gig for a month. But I knew I was getting married for three fucking yeah, days. Yeah, the third, basically the Wednesday. If that's not some absolute reality TV show oh, bullshit, yeah. but um, hey, it went fucking. I, I've got to say, I'm pretty impressed by how well that went for three yeah, days' man. notice. Hundred percent. The the, uh, the little park was really nice as well. Yeah, it was dope. Some dude came up to me at the beginning and was like, "Oh, who's your celebrant?" And then he's like, "Yeah, my wife's uh, a celebrant as well, and she's done about five hundred weddings here." Yeah, right. So, like, it wasn't so like Erica popular. knew that that was a thing. She yeah, just right. went, she literally went to the park maybe 
two or three weeks ago no with shit. her friend. Yeah. And was like, this park's a mat. Like, the thing is, every park we've ever gone to, she'd be like, oh my God, we can get married here. Yeah. It was yeah, just funny yeah. how she'd actually gone to that one three weeks earlier. Then everything happened and we were like, oh, maybe we should just do this because I don't want it to get canned for yeah. the date we had in October. Um, and then, yeah, pulled it off. Pulled it off well. No, it was, came- pretty, it, it was almost like f- from my angle, the second that she walked down those stairs, the sun fucking like came out and like, yeah. And then it was like as soon as everything was done, it was, it was like shit. dark again. It's yeah, crazy, it was bro. hell Absolutely interesting. Absolutely crazy. But no, it's really cool, man. Um, that really cool. clip we put up earlier, where the got the video of uh, the the picture of me like kissing with the, the red, red tin. tin. Yeah, and Eric was like, "What's that got to do with um whatever?" She's like, "Why does why does he always put photos of you on the fucking clips?" And then I was like, "I was like, oh yeah." Then I looked at it further, and I was like, "No, wait, it's we're talking about enjoying life's journey, and right there." Yeah. In Is my suit, kiss, yeah. kissing a red tin. Exactly I'm enjoying right. the fuck out of life's journey. Yeah, like. fucking oath. And, and, that, and that's why I wanted to use it. And also, also because like I, I don't really have a lot of photos of myself, man. We need so, to um, we need to get so. some for the for the, especially the front page of the podcast. We need to get ourselves all snazzed we'll, we'll, up. We'll, and... we'll rig it up proper. I'll get a haircut for once, and um, yeah, we'll rig it up proper. We'll get yeah. it up. Once we get once we get video going on, people will be sick of seeing my fucking faces. Yeah, that's very true. Well, our faces and my face, you know. But yeah. yeah. Um, what else been going on with you though? Well, it's only been a week. I don't think too much would have changed. Um, no, nothing, nothing much, man. Other than my computer fucking up. Yeah, that was a bit to, of um. When I'm trying to edit the podcast. Bit of late night tech support from your yeah, boy Jay Mizzle yeah. last night. I think your thing's just fucked, man. Oh, I don't. We've got a spider in. Uh, we've got a spider in the close quarters of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. He was, if um, he was actually up the wall just before over there. If uh, you you hear. The collapse of a man on the floor. Well, this will be a one-man show for the rest of this evening. We might tag in Rookie or... We'll tag someone in because, yeah, that thing looks like it could do some damage. I was thinking before, I wish he was in here now to hear this, but maybe he'll hear it later on in the podcast. But um, Because Rookie's been a a mainstay. He's like the Jamie of the Joe Rogan podcast, except he does nothing. He doesn't actually make any positive contribution. He just sits there and fucking... Drinks beer and falls asleep. Yeah. That's it. pizza and falls asleep. And I would not have it any other way. Now, that's, that's the thing, man. Um, I, said, I said to him, I was like, look, when, when we're at the point where we want to start getting guests on, you're going to be the first guest. Yeah, I, I think told it has to be. I it has you, to be. You can't be that so. dedicated to the wormholes cause no. without getting a, an early call up. Oh, fucking no. Even uh, Rude's fucking got stuck into me the other day. He's like, oh, so because like obviously Jay's got a podcast as well. Oh, does he? Um, but Jay actually has had guests on, didn't invite either of us. Yeah. And I don't know if he'll listen to this, but if he listens to it, fuck you. Um. But, yeah, then Rude's just like, wow, so, you know, do a show with two friends in the Fringe and they both have podcasts now and neither of them invite me on. And I was like, well. Come on, bro. Well, no, but I said in fairness to myself and the Wormholes crew, we haven't had a single fucking guest. And at that time, we didn't even have enough microphones to have a fucking guest. No, no, now we've only got, we've got one more now. (laughs) So it's like now we can have one more person. Now we can have a guest. Yeah, we'll get him up. We'll get him up, We'll have to do it. I reckon, um, what are we at now? This will be... this will be at Fuck. I think this is seven. Seven. I think so. So maybe we'll aim number Not 10. Quite. Yeah. Maybe have our by first t- guest. Yeah, yeah. I reckon by 10. That, that's Gives us a few weeks to have a plan. and. Yeah. I guess because we've kind of gone through all these different ideas and, t- and tonight being about music and games. Which we've is, covered which off cool. the main few little things that we had. When we yeah. wrote our little Trello thing to start with, yep. um, we've, we've covered off the main like handful that we were like, this is the things we want to launch into straight 100%. away. Obviously there's so many things. Because we were like, it needs to be, we need to have some conspiracy. Mm-hmm. That's just a, a given. Tick. We were like, we need to have 
a bit of mental health thrown in there. Fucking tick. We need to have a waffle, which was the the news stories one, which, yep. which I actually wouldn't mind getting another one of those happening again soon. Yeah, absolutely. The, the WWW series. Well, we, we could even make that our first guest. It would be interesting. Like, that's the yeah. perfect one to have a guest on for. I reckon And so. just run through random shit. Yeah. Obviously, just feed off each other. I reckon that's a great... And obviously, you know, get a bit of a, a fact file on the person that we've got on here. Yeah, I love yeah, that we'll shit. I love when file. they have a guest and you're like, we'll have like a set of questions... That yeah. we'll come up with that we ask every guest. We're just spitballing podcast ideas <laughs> like that other people are listening to right now. Yeah. So sorry, cunts. So. All right, all right. Let's actually let's actually start talking about what we wanted to talk about then. All right, Should chronic masturbation. All right, now. now it's a it's a it's a big problem because you did gets red red raw. If you're at it more than five or six times a day. And look, when you're at a table with your brother, like that's only a fucking <laughs> meter or so away, and you're you're fapping furiously across the table. Um, no amount of uh, what's this thing called again? Pop filter. Pop filter. <laughs> well, gonna, no amount of pop filter is no going to stop the pop. No amount of cock filter <laughs> over the microphone is going to work. It's not dense enough. Um, so tonight we oh. are. Um, oh, there we're going to do the fucking <laughs> spin the wheel drum roll. Um, we are. We wanted to. We've been. We've been wanting to to do a big thing on on obviously music, um, and because we talked about it in the very first episode, how that was going to be a big part of it, and we haven't really had a chance to circle back properly. We yeah, haven't really. Other than that first, that very very first time where we sat over there, we talked we about haven't. Ghost Inside a little bit, but tonight I want to sort of more get into, I guess, our own individuals' journeys with music and and everything else, as well as. You know what I think is the power of music in in as in general. Definitely, um, we've even had um, you know as recently as yesterday, we were having a chat with um, with Rhiannon on the page, who was who was um, you know talking us through her experiences yeah, with out. music cool. and um, yeah, massive shout out. You've been uh, listening the fuck out of this and and being heaps interactive. So thank you. Yeah, appreciate. Um, it. But yeah, so we want to we want to dive into I guess it's it's power and and uh, maybe even. What we didn't get to touch on in the mindset, um, we'll, we'll maybe even have a very brief chat about meditation because I think music, yeah, oh, um, they fits link, into that. They link um, in well because, like, I, I know, like, I haven't done it as much recently, but when I when I did meditate a fair bit, I used to use binaural beats. I don't yep. know if you about know what they are, but yes. if people don't know what binaural beats are, <clears throat> they're essentially you have headphones. It only works with headphones because um, you need a left and a right. You need stereo. You you have a tone which plays in the right ear and a tone which plays in the left ear. And the difference between those tones in terms of hertz um, kind of like catalyzes the mental state that you fall into a yep. little bit. So let's say <clears throat> you've got 500 hertz in the right ear and 503 hertz in the left ear. That three hertz difference would put it into the alpha category. So you've got your brain waves of like alpha, beta, then um, delta and gamma. Gamma being like the very top, the highest, like when you're like, you know, when, you, when you're like playing a sport and you're like in the zone or you're like, you're on stage, you know, that that's ga they're gamma rays or yeah. gamma radiation, should I say, from your brain or waves. So yeah, um, binaural beats are, are super interesting. But we'll, we'll circle back to meditation a little bit. Yeah. I actually I actually did want to start with, with music. Now, you know how at the end of uh, the Spotify decade, they gave you the artist of the decade? So my artist of the decade was In Heart's Wake. Mm -hmm. Now I, I I do love those dudes. It's very interesting. They just released a new album. Have you have you heard much of it? Uh, probably about three or so songs I've listened to. I reckon now off it, three or four maybe. Yeah, what, I have not pumped it through yet. Are there are there any that that stuck out for you? Yeah, the one with um, I love the one with Jamie. Yeah, Lars. Hellbringer. Yes, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, it's a tough song, man. It's got it a little is. bit of that old, old influence. Jamie's verse in it is dope, and yeah, it's just a good. 
good overall tracker. Very, very highly rated that one. I agree, man. It's, it's it, it was an interesting one because me and Rookie were talking. We were like, oh, we love divination so much. We were like, we, we just really love divination. Yeah. And then um, Earthwalker came out. And I was like, hell yeah, this this still holds the same kind of vibe as Divination but is a bit more polished, I guess. Now, quickly, anyone not familiar, In Hearts Wake is a, a metalcore band from Byron Bay and they are absolutely insane. They're one of yeah. the best things we've produced um, here. I mean, we get a lot of insane... It's one of those things, man, just, just, just quickly... Good, yeah, like, but with a lot of things, like you think about, like, you know, even sporting and, and like, music and stuff like that for for a... For a country with the population that we have, the talent that we produce in so many yeah, fields it's, it's is, so is unbelievable. Yeah. And it's so funny watching, particularly with the metal scene and how many massive bands have come out of um, Australia. Uh, like a lot of the people around the world, like it, it blows their mind. Oh, yeah. They, like, especially if they come to Australia, they learn a bit about like how, you know, we are this, you know, fairly decent chunk of land, but that so much of it is is uninhabited. And yet we're producing like constantly just killer music just absolute yeah. fucking well not just murderous. music but yeah in every way but you know what my theory is i feel like because here the uh to actually get noticed you have to be really good yeah if you're if you cuz i guess cuz it's so small in in like america you've got like cities that are you know an hour's drive from from each other and they're all like a million plus yeah, you know, Whereas saturated, saturated. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so when you're here, like, like we're in Adelaide, which is in South Australia, and um, it's it, it's difficult. It's difficult because all the cities, like, what, what's the closest city to here? Melbourne, which it would be what eight hour drive, ten hour drive. Yeah. So I think what so happens like, in the US a lot though, and and those places that there are bands that are amazing that just never get the time oh, of course, hundred percent, man. Um, yeah. Because there's some like, and this is the thing. I was even talking about this like yesterday. So that about like why they don't show the podcast listens on Spotify like they do oh, for music. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And my theory is that – well, there's a couple of theories I had. I had first of all, you I'm, – I'm very inclined to listen to bands that have very low listens because I love finding hidden gems. Yeah, yeah. But that's possibly three or four minutes of my life. If I go to a band with less than 1,000 plays on each song – and I waste four minutes because it's absolute garbage. Yep. Um, yeah, it's no real loss. Um, but if I'm 30 minutes into a podcast, that <laughs> yeah. have less than 100 plays, and I'm like, what and am it's I doing fucking, here? And it's feeding um, back, and it's fucking... Yeah, then that's yeah. time I'm never getting back. So I think maybe that that's part of it. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like, it's just such a insane thing that we're able to produce... Like, and not just good either. Like, we have some of the best, best. in each yeah. genre. Oh, yeah. In 100%. Australia. Even, um, in, even even just in pop music. Like, I'm not hell into pop music and I don't listen to, like, Nova 919 or any of that. But, like, you think about, like, the, even the pop talent we've got, like, Guy Sebastian. Kylie Minogue's yeah. and Guy Sebastian's. Like just incredible fucking, musicians, bro. Like, yeah, you know bro. what I mean? Like, e- e- even though a lot of, like, what a lot of these pop artists would be fed by big money. Wasn't John Farnham from here? He's fucking... Yeah, I think, I think he is, yeah. massive. Yeah, there's just so many. Yeah, there's just so many good eyes. But anyway, getting back to Kalayuga, the um, yes, the album by Hearts Wake. Mm-hmm. I um, yeah. So we were talking about it before. We were like, oh man, when Worldwide Suicide came out, which is like, I guess the opening track. Yep. I reckon the first comment I made on it, I was like, this sounds like almost like Prodigy or like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, we said yeah, Rage Against the Machine. And I was I like, I really hope the rest of the album's not going to sound like that. Because I, I wasn't really digging it. And then kind of as time went on, they released uh, Son of a Witch. 
Yep. Which is that's the other one I've heard. Which now. yeah, which is like OG in Hearts Wake sound. Like it really is. But like I reckon after going through the album a good few times now, I've got a few takeaways from it, and I'm and I'm, I'm going to give it the, the first ever wormholes rating. Oh. Ooh. What 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 should the measurement be? What should we what should we do it out of? Like five donkey kicks. Out of seventeen. Out of nine. Donkey kicks out of seventeen. <laughs> donkey kicks out of seventeen. What a <laughs> cue. Um, Woof. True. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, donkey kicks out of 17. Donkey That's a good scale. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. So okay. how many donkey so, kicks out of 17? So before I, before I go into the donkey kicks out of 17, um, my favourite song in here would be Time Bomb. I don't okay. know if, I don't yeah, know I if you've heard, heard that yet. one yet, but um, that, that slaps, that slaps chops, man. It's, that's, a, that's a strong song. And you know what? I've, I've, the biggest thing I've noticed, the biggest takeaway I've noticed out of this is even though a lot of these songs on here aren't, really what you classify as in Hearts Wake anymore. Like a lot of them have like changed and the, the sounds changed a fair bit. Mm-hmm. And some of them I, I, don't, I just don't like. But yeah. that being said, um, the ones that are strong, like Time Bomb, Son of a Witch, Dystopia, Hellbringer, yep. um, you know, Worldwide Suicide, even the last track, 2033, the, um, the, clean, the clean, shout out to the clean vocalist. I think his name's Kyle. He, he has stepped his game up. Like a hundredfold, man. Yeah. Like he, he the melodies, the, the aggressive singing, the clean singing even. It's, yeah, it's fucking cool, man. Yeah, that's it's awesome. It's really man. cool. It's really cool. Yeah, bands are going to evolve. Like it's hard. Like, Well, even like, well, it, coming from a musician's perspective, you, you would have heard the first music that I made. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you, 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 like, I almost cringe when I listen back to that yeah. stuff. So no doubt. Hey, it's these, the same with my stand-up, bro. Yeah. If I listen to my no first doubt. ever stand-up. Um, oh, look, I think it's hard. Like, it's it's one of those things where we have become, not we personally, but sometimes us, and the, the scene itself has is annoying in the sense that if you produce the same stuff over and over, you're not evolving. If you evolve just too much, um, then you're... Yeah, then people go, uh, like, where the fuck go, the sound where, go? Where's the sound go? I think if I was to give one example of the band right now that is... Absolutely hitting the nail on the head as Polaris. Like, you know, oh, yeah. in terms They've of... They've made their own sound, bro. Simple as that. In terms of evolution uh, from, from you know, their first EP. Is it Dichotomy? Is that what it is? I think so. The one with yeah. the, the, the green was the green wolf. wolf. Thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, through to, to the last um, album is insane because it, it has changed. Their sound has changed quite significantly. But also but stay the same. they have maintained so much of yep. what... People got into them. I feel like for them, it's 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 been like a refining almost. Yeah. So like, I I didn't listen to a whole lot of dichotomy, if that's what it is. I listened to. Yeah, I I listened to. Fuck, I flogged the shit out of that one. Um, uh, because like regress was like me me and rookie. I I swear to God, like we went to a show, um, uh, Polaris at the Enigma Bar when they were they were touring that um EP, and we were just hanging out for regress. We're like, oh, even dude, the, even though a... like so many of the other songs on there are killer, yep. Regress is just what well, the one yep. that stood out for us. Well, it's funny you showed me that back in there. So we'll take a step back because what I want to talk about quickly is like I love thinking about that moment that I was like, okay, hold on a second, this band is something else, and um, that was obviously you showing me Regress, and yeah. it was uh, on our classic zeros and ones uh, <laughs> playlist that you made on on yeah. Spotify. Um, and yeah, I remember listening to that song many times, 
like after you showed it to me and when it would just pop up because we just had zeros and ones on all the time and I was always like yeah man these guys are good and, and obviously I mean now I've seen them what probably six-ish times yeah. and they have just gotten exponentially better every time I've seen them live. Oh, they've yeah. never been bad live. I've never seen no, them. No, no, like, no. I've oh, never man, seen them. I've never seen them bad. On the thing, but they have just gotten better. Um, and obviously, you know, touring the world and doing all well, of that stuff, then you've got no choice but to, to usually improve. Um, all I want to say that is that, like, so for me, um, going through my, my musical journey quickly, it's kind of a weird one because, like, so when I was very young, um, Dad would listen to everything, man. Like dad, dad would be listening to fucking Roy Orbison, to Buddy Holly, to Motorhead, to Sex Pistols. Yeah. Um, but I definitely gravitated towards the Sex Pistols and Motorhead side cool. of it, even as a very young kid. Yeah. Um, I remember Mum coming home so mad one time because Dad just had Sex Pistols blared, and like some of those <laughs> yeah. lyrics are just not appropriate yeah. at yeah. all, let alone for a, a like a five or whatever year old I was at the time. Um, so I always enjoyed that, and like through growing up, like. I kind of got my parents into Living End. Okay. Um, they denied that that was the case, but <laughs> yeah. I remember it better than them. And because I had my uncle gave me Prisoner of Society on a um, on a cassette tape, and um, by showing mum and dad that, they ended up fucking falling in love with the Living End. Went to heaps no of shit. them live at R eighteen shows, and I'm like, can't I want to go? But I'm like fucking eight years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like we were right into that stuff. Like I always grew up on the living end. And then as I sort of got into a teenager, it was like your fallout boys, your all American rejects, your my chemical romance, like all of those kind of like emo -y, yeah. fringe like um uh bands. Um and then one of my favorite things, again, just remembering like that transition into another phase. Um, my mate Luke, and I don't know if he's listening to this, but if he if he does, shout out to to Luke. Um I he was in a band. Yeah. And I used to go and see um, those guys play at, at um, uh, like Battle of the Bands and shit. Oh, yeah. He was in a band called Death at a Funeral. Okay. Oh, that's classic. Um, that but sounds, that was like. That sounds like real classic emo. But it was stupid heavy. Like it was yeah, stupid right. heavy. Okay. And it was, I was nowhere near. I went to support him because there was like three or four of my mates in this band. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, dude, I just this is noise to me. Yeah. And again, you're a local band from Adelaide and you're all 16, so it is pretty much yeah, noise yeah, as well. Um, but like I was so interested in the shit they were listening to all the time that I was like messaging on MSN Classic. as a throwback. And I said, you know, you used to send individual songs. On MSN. Send individual songs? What do you mean? Like you could send a file over MSN. Oh, an actual file. So, like, yeah, so back yeah, in the day yeah, when yeah, you actually yeah. used to have to collect MP3s. Yep, yep. from LimeWire. You'd be like, oh, bro, I've got that song. Send it to me, like kind of thing. So Sorry, I, said to wait, him, so, so, so I just want to cut you off a sec. Did you ever have LimeWire or BearShare? Yeah, bro. So did you, ever, did you ever like think you were downloading an Eminem song and then all of a sudden it was Bill Clinton going, I did not have sexual relations with that one. Did you, yep. did you get or, those? Or you thought you downloaded fucking Numb by Linkin Park and it ends up just some chick getting fucking railed <laughs> by like four other dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of things. Um, <sighs> LimeWire was fucking computer cancer that thing it was, it was amazing hey, it really you know, was the, but then you'd go like then you'd be like hold on a second all right so if i can find porn inadvertently then surely i can find porn if i'm trying 
and then you try and fucking find porn and then you get a virus. You're like, this is, a, like, fucking, the fuck, this is a vicious cycle. Jesus Christ. Um, the hit ratio to Bill Clinton to porn to music was all whack. We'll talk about games after. That's the other thing you used because I used to like, because um, you'd try and find like cracks for a game. So you'd like find yeah. a game or someone would give you a game and you'd try and find like a crack for it so that you could play it without a disc or whatever. And then that would always just be fucking porn or virus as well. Yeah. It's just like, there's just that many CD cunts on the internet just like oh. sitting there like, yeah, like And um, there was no, like often these viruses, there was like no point to them. No, that's right. Like yeah, just to fucking just to slow your computer down, just like just a minor inconvenience. Just something to make my dad be fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So wild. I messaged Luke and I said, um, I said to him, "All right, look, I need, I want to fucking, I want to get into the fucking heaviest shit." Uh, I don't know what made me decide I wanted to do it, but I've just been hanging out with them, going to the bands. I'm like, "There's, there's clearly something here, and I, I want to dip a ball in." And at that time, um, look. I was listening to your Fallout Boys and whatever else, yeah. but I was actually smashing like trance and like hardcore okay. dance, and like I was yeah, really right. into that stuff, which is weird because I do still like it now. But like at this time, man, like I was absolutely caning it, right? And that's what a lot of what I was downloading. And then yeah, all of a sudden I decided um, I want to I want to try and listen to the heavier stuff, and so I said to him, um, "Send me your three favorite songs right yeah. now that are heavy." The three songs he sent me were. Right Side of the Bed by Trey Oh, my God. There's No Sympathy for the Dead song. by Escape the Fate. Yep. And uh, Picture Perfect Pathetic by Parkway. No shit. So that was How's my, that like, for a combo? That's my fucking my major introduction to metal. Because I was a little bit late, like, yeah. um, you know, in terms of – I mean, those songs were all fairly new at that time. Yeah. Because it would have been about the 2004 or whatever range, I reckon, and then it all just – and so obviously they were the favorite songs for him at that time. Yeah. And then, yeah, that just exploded, man. I was like – no downloaded shit. everything I possibly could have betray you. Downloaded everything I possibly could have escaped the fate. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold, even yeah. Got all of the Parkway. Uh, it was even like I think uh, Rise Against was another one that oh, was like yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, Rise Against, Smash Rise Against. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's so cool. I remember listening to like I didn't mind that picture, Perfect Pathetic, but again, that was probably the heavier of the three. Whereas like you know, Right Side of the Bed has the fucking chorus. Yeah. There's no the Dead has the chorus. Whereas Picture Perfect. Pathetic was like a bit still, like, you know, I was waiting for that clean vocal that never came. Yeah, that never came, yeah. And yeah. then I remember like Parkway, which again, as much as I don't enjoy some of their new stuff, probably my favourite band of all time. I named my fucking son Winston. So, yeah. Um, but I remember one day I was like, I need it. like everyone's always going on about how good Parkway Driver, I need to, to get into them. So yeah. I put the entire Killing With A Smile album on. And I just like was like, I'm going to listen to the whole thing until I find something. And I just remember on, on this day, maybe I hadn't heard the song or whatever, but I had it cranked up hell loud. Mum and dad were out and Cold Day in Hell, bro. That was the like first Parkway song I ever heard. Fucking riff in yeah. that. And then I just kept listening to that song that day like 10 times and just being like, this is one of the most it's insane nuts. things I've ever listened to. 100%. It's just crazy how like... That's a memory. Like that's something that like the when I messaged my uh, my mate Luca asking for what the three favorite songs are, and I remember that moment so distinctly because of what it led into. I remember that moment with Parkway Drive. Like I, as I said, the moment with Regress. Like yeah, it's, it's insane to me. There's I've done so much shit in my life, yet things like that stick out to me because they have literally led me down a pathway of music. Um, yeah. We talked in the first episode about you know when me and you met each other. That was the first thing we bonded over. Yeah, music. yeah, yeah. Fucking oath it was. Um, you know, we, we we realized that we were both into metal, which was funny because at the time it was all fucking Oz hip hop that we were talking about because yeah. like Manny Zach was smashing that and you were obviously doing that still at the time. And then by 
you know, having control of the Bluetooth speaker or whatever, someone chucks a Parkway song on and we ended up just having a chat for <laughs> yeah. fucking 10 hours about metal. Yeah. Just crazy those kind of things stick out um, because music is such an incredibly music, powerful thing. Music does form memories, hey. Yeah. You definitely. But I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to give that donkey kick rating yes. out of 17 yep. to Kali Yuga. And then in the future, we will do when we when we do these, we'll uh, round up all our most recent listens and we'll give them donkey kicks. So just quickly before you give it a rating, yeah. What is a, what's a seventeen? Like, let's say if so, we were just talking about okay. like a, a killing with a smile, horizons. That's a sixteen, seventeen, like easy doors. Like that's that's what yeah, you give okay. a sixteen, seventeen see, to. See, see, for me, there's like it's it, it, there's a lot of criteria to actually get seventeen donkeys. Mm-hmm. So it's like <laughs> stop laughing over there, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Me off. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of criteria. One, <laughs> one, the quality needs to be up to par. Yeah. So if it's a fucking amazing song, but the quality's not there, I think quite often I find that I don't end up listening to it again. Yeah. So the quality needs to be there. Now with Caliuga, the quality was on point, bro. Absolutely incredible. The mixing was crisp. Was, was very crisp. And bass, bass is on point. The guitars are very crunchy. Not personally, not my. Type of guitar sound. Uh, it sounds more like a Mesa or an Orange kind of sound. I like PVs or, and um, EVHs. But I tell you what, man. If I'm gonna give it an overall, I'm gonna give it 11 donkey kicks out of 17. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. That seems so. Yeah, on the, definitely on the higher end. Mm-hmm. Definitely on the higher end. But um, me and Rookie constantly go back to go, saying, when are they gonna release a fucking another divination? And we understand it never will. It ne- it'll never happen. Yeah, again. it'll never happen. Um, and that's fine. And that's fine. Because that's, so, that, that's kind of like Brimmy Horizon. But I accepted Brimmy Horizon had changed a long time ago. Whereas with In Heart's Wake, I, like, only up until recently, I hadn't really accepted that they were changing or they no, changed. No, that's right. Well, I mean, and Brimmy Horizon had been around for so fucking long as well. It was well, kind of yeah. like they kind of had to do. They couldn't um, be making pr- uh, Pray for Plagues in 2020, man. You know, like, no, that's right. It was, it was music for its time. Um, you know, definitely. There's a very niche market for even that kind of shit these days. Yeah, well, like, um, it was so like it was. The so thing is raw. that because music quality has come so far, you can't almost get away with that kind of shit like you could nah, back then. Because nah. like you trying to do something technical and and beautiful back then didn't sound very sound good because you were good, recording yeah. it in some cunt's basement. Yeah. Whereas now the opportunity for you know because production has come so far. I mean, look at the quality of the shit that you produce in your fucking bedroom. Yeah. Like, um, so when that's a capability now, the idea that you can just like be very messy and noisy, but good enough that it's going to fucking take off. It's, it's just, just doesn't gone. exist. Oh, the music, um, the landscape of the music scene has changed yeah. um, very rapidly in the last 10 years, especially since streaming came about. But yeah. we'll touch on that a bit later. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I what I listened to as a kid because yeah, you I want, might I not hear your you might now. not expect it. Um, so when I was like really young, the first memories that I have classical is it classical? Uh, it's classical. It's classical. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking had me fooled for a second. Um, no. So like we used to have this little like, vinyl player in the um, living room, my parents' house, mm-hmm. and I, and I used to listen to a lot of like Lenny Kravitz. Wow. And uh, Queen. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, ACDC, my old man loves ACDC. Dire Straits, um, did you ever smash Dire Straits, bro? There was, we, we, like, I was actually uh, going through the old vinyl collection with my mum like semi-recently because I got my dad um, uh, a new, it was like a vinyl player, but it's like a Bluetooth vinyl player. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so we we found all the all the vinyls that he had, and yeah, man, we, there was a Dire Straits one there. Mark Knopfler yeah. is one of the greatest guitarists of all time, man. dude. Like money for asshole. nothing, that riff, that that's fucking seventeen donkey kicks. That yeah, man, that's that's a that's such a good riff. But you know what's funny is that a lot of people who love Dire Straits hate that song. Really? Because. That's the first time they got real big mainstream exposure. Oh, okay. That's why that film clip, like the whole thing is about, you know, um, you know, get you get to the MTV. Like it's all about that. It's almost ta- so they wrote it taking the piss out of the whole thing. Right. And then it got huge. Yeah, no um, shit. So, you know, mum and dad always say, like, that's one of the songs they don't love as much because no it got so fucking cane. Yeah, right. Um, but there's a song by them called Telegraph Road, bro, that goes for like 13 fucking minutes. Yeah. And it's just a masterpiece. Like, no the whole shit. thing is just I haven't amazing. heard that one. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, you have to, bro. It's, it's yeah. killer. But yeah, so I listened to like a, like a shit ton of Queen. So, like, yeah, bro. Even, even, even as I was like kind of getting into like my, just before I was like, you know, like nine years old, 10 years old. Um, on the way to soccer practice and to games and stuff, um, my dad would have like a CD of Queen in his car and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then I got hell heavy into Eminem. Eminem yep. and 50 Cent, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube. I should have um, said that Biggie. actually, bro, because you're talking about those memories. Sorry to just cut you off there quickly, but um, I remember my fuck, like, sitting in my room with my Discman, yeah. with my headphones on, just relating, but not at all. Because yeah, yeah, because you don't know what the I hell they're talking at 12, about. But just yeah. sitting there like, yeah, man, I fucking, this speaks to me. Yeah, beat the shit out of your mum. My mum was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, like, have, it's you, so have you ever funny. heard the song Drips? Yeah, bro. Right? Yeah. I remember when, when I was going to listen back to it now. When I was a kid, I had like drips on CD, like hell loud playing in my um, parents' like lounge room. And my mum would have just been in the kitchen like chopping carrots. And like oh, surely she knows what yeah. it's talking about. Oh, like, these bitches on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, 17 donkey drips. Oh, I love that one. It, it, it actually, the whole thing with Eminem started from my cousin, actually. I remember he gave me a CD and, um, yeah, and took it home and, yeah, went from there. But it, it's, the interesting thing was with, with Eminem is, is like, as as he kind of went on, I, um, I I ended up not really liking him. Yeah, I, like, for me, the like, cause Eminem show, I fucking gave yeah. out an absolute pumping. Yep. Um, but after that, yeah, again, it just didn't it didn't hit me the same. Nah, it, 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 um, I don't know. I don't know. As soon as he kind of had it, was so big that like he couldn't. I know it's dumb and like we always talk about that, but it's like yeah, I don't know. As soon as it became a bit wanky, it was just kind yeah. of like you know I, there was passion in it. One of my favorite songs of all time is Criminal. Yeah, I reckon that song and like the lyricism and everything in that song is just insane. And yeah. he he was just ta- like now. He's just doing it for the sake of doing it. Whereas yeah, back feel, then yeah. he was just like he was raw, bro. Like, that was how talented he was. Whereas yeah. everyone knows he's talented, and now he's just milking his own dick kind of thing. Yeah, now I he's feel. just rapping fast because he can and shit. Like, yeah, bro, it's like know. that's no, that, that, I'm not enjoying this. Like, nah. it just, it's just you know, and it's also his voice, his voice just changed. getting older changed. You yeah. Know? Whereas back so. then he had this. Yeah, he had such a cool. Uh, and the thing was, it was his weird flows always stayed the same. Though. The thing about Eminem that I think is so amazing is that. He got a lot of people into that kind of music that had never listened to it. Yeah. Like I was very late on the Biggie and Tupac. No shit. Like, oh, that yeah, was right. probably only five, six years ago. Yeah. But I actually like went back and listened to, wow. to yeah, right. Juicy and Party and Bullshit. And, yeah. And, um, I love it when you call me Big Papa. Papa. Yeah. I and I love, love that, that shit now, but I just yeah. hadn't never really got into it because I was, as I said, I was listening to the sort of rock. And um, it's funny you're saying about the Queen thing. 
Um, because just to quickly say about that whole like power of music thing again, man, because I think like vocals is some of the most like incredible thing like someone who has has just been gifted with a fucking set of pipes yeah um and like for me well yeah think no further than freddie let's be real like fuck me and nothing a dude's voice is a is an instrument bro yeah and nothing like, like if i think about like you know music giving me fucking like ab, like goosebumps like incredible vocals has always been something that has resonated with yeah. me like you know above all else and then that coupled with obviously good music which queen fucking did amazingly yeah. well um it's just it's so unbelievable bro like how you know you can literally be in the shittest mood ever um and they'll like i always think about it man this is this has happened to me at least a thousand times right i've been working in the city for um uh you know the best part of 10 years and i'll sit on the train and like quite often i won't have music on while I'm on the train because I'll be like, you know, scrolling through Facebook or and I'll be like watching little videos or I'll be yeah. on YouTube and doing shit like that. But then when I get off the train and I can't watch something, then it's music all the way to work. And like so often, um, and now like I talk to Erica most of the time in that when I get off the train. Yeah, okay. But I always think about how many times I used to get off, like I'd be sitting on the train, I'd be miserable, I'm just like another fucking day at work. Can't be fucked, particularly when I was doing jobs that I hated. Yeah. Because I don't have that anymore. But I'd be like feeling all that shit and I'd get off the train and then I'd put on whatever song I'm just loving at that moment. Like my mood by the time I got off that train to when I walked to the front door of work, I'm just a different person. Yeah. A completely different person, bro. It would just completely pull me out of that thing. Yeah. And I'd be getting to the doors just like, let's just fucking kill it, bro. Like whatever. Like just, just go and smash it. Like that to me is just one of the most underrated things. And I don't think it's something people that, People don't talk about that enough that it has that power. Well, like yeah. If you spend, like, I think I, it's because it's a very subconscious thing, man. That yeah. power is very and uh, and if people aren't like us and like really into music and yeah. the way that it, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know how to really how to put it in, in any other way. If if you if 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 to you music's just like a, another thing that exists, like dance, you know, yeah. then then you know you're obviously not going to think about the mechanics of it and how it makes you feel like that. But like a hundred percent, man. Like when you are sitting there and you're having a shit time and then like it doesn't even have to be like an uplifting song. It's not like there's been times where I've been depressed and I've been sitting there and I've wanted to listen to a depressing song because it's almost like that's the mood that I'm in. Yeah. Like I remember like a couple of years ago, like I mean I still like horror show, but I was hell into horror show. And um like he some of the shit he he raps about is real dark and real raw. And like there's one track in particular, I can't remember which one it is now, but like it was just a depressing song, man. And um, and you, I'd sat, sit there and listen to it while I was depressed, and it, it helped me feel better. Like even though he was yeah. talking about depressing, like I think even in the song he was talking about depression. Like, yeah, it's it's a fucking odd, man. I've got two hilarious instances of that, right, bro? Like, and everyone does it, but it's just always like, uh, and a girl broke up with me. Um, years and years ago, man, and I, I listened to fucking Here Without You by Three Doors Down <laughs> like about fucking 40 times. It, like just absolutely came it just sitting there. I'm here without you, baby. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And then another time, this was only recently, there's a song called Drown by Front Porch Step, which is just one of the most emo songs you've ever heard in your right. life. Um, and I didn't realize I was playing it that much. Um, and obviously I was just, I love the song. It's a cool song. Um, but I was, I was going through a bit of, you know, shit at the time as well. 
And then that, the end of year Spotify was like, hey, you really liked this song. You played it nine times in one day. Nine <laughs> times. Holy shit. Hey, that's like, testament, yeah, that's, man. That's um, cool. That's some absolute emo <laughs> fucking. Um, uh, hey, but finish your, um, well, before we have a break. So we, we, yeah. we, we got All to right. Eminem, then obviously yeah, yeah, the yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. give me the um, rest. Yeah, so it would have been like probably, yeah, nine or ten when, when I got into like 50 Cent, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and like just hip-hop in general. Yeah. Uh, and then as I started high school, a friend a friend of mine started introducing me to like alternate uh, rock. Or yep. like I used to watch a fair bit of wrestling yeah. as a kid. Oh, and bro, so wrestling like they, had such dope fucking... Yeah, so wrestling like, had that like... Uh, alternate rock kind of like um, Alter Bridge and Three Days Grace and mm-hmm. that kind of sound. So I listened to a fair bit of that and then that kind of like that kind of uh, melded into like heavier stuff. Like I went through a massive Atreyu phase when I first started playing guitar when I was 15. Um, so I was always jamming like Right Side of the Bed and um, Lip Gloss and Black, uh, Bleeding Mascara, mm-hmm. like just all those classics. And then from there... It kind of, a friend of mine, we would sit in maths class and we would share a, an earphone each. So, like, he'd be sitting there and I'd be sitting there and we'd have it in each and, like, we would just go through and listen to listen to shit. And that's when I started listening to, like, metal metal. So, like, um, All That Remains, Ooh, yeah. Shadows Fall, like, yep. no no clean singing, like, just screaming. Yeah, just um, Yeah, so, like, I can't really think of what other bands off the top of my head right now. But, yeah, just, just like, rigid metal. Oh, uh, Bullet From a Valentine. Yep. Fair bit of those there's dudes. A good, there's another good sad one to listen to. If I can yeah, Tears Don't Fall. Fall. That is, I reckon Tears Don't Fall was the catalyst for me really learning how to play guitar. Yeah. Like really, pro- like yeah, it's a fucking banger. Um, um, Hand of Blood, that's another Oh, thing. Hand of Blood's like, yeah, I reckon that would have been one of the first ones I heard by him, Hand of Blood. Yeah. But yeah, uh, anyway, and then it kind of like moved to more like um, hardcore. So I, that was when I kind of, just after that is kind of when I started getting into Parkway, Bring Me the Horizon. So like there... Uh, Count Your Blessings album mm-hmm. had kind of come out in I think it was like 2006 that came out. Yep. So it wouldn't it would have been when that came out, and then yep. probably like eight months after or like after I really got into this stuff, that then Suicide Season came out, and to this day Suicide Season is still one of my favorite albums yeah. of all time. Solid it's just a, it's just fucking incredible. Is that Diamonds? Are- yeah, Diamonds Aren't Forever, um, Chelsea Smile. You know, Football Season is over. You, 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 you could basically, I could basically sit here and just list the whole album and, you know, you, you nod to it. But, um, yeah, so then after that, I can't, that was when I kind of start, started moving uh, into Australian hip-hop. would have been when I left school and uh, we, we started hanging out and going to house parties. That was when I really got into uh, Bliss and Esso, um, Hilltop Hoods, 360 Pairs. Um, so just it's funny that the, you – so. Because for me, and not that I got, I was never massive into Oz hip hop, but I did have a, a huge hilltop phase. Yeah, that came earlier, bro. Because right. I remember um, the amount every single sixteenth birthday party I went to, we would. It was a religious thing to be arm in arm, drunk as fuck, singing "What a Great Night." No shit. That was yeah. like just a thing that we oh, did. Oh, believe at every me, we, did, we party. did have a big hill. Like even to this day, I feel like hilltops. But we did have like basically in that time, hilltops were like in there. Yeah. They just weren't as prominent as Bliss and Esso. Yeah, of like, course. Like Bliss yeah. and Esso, for some reason, were just like they were just. Yeah, what, see, that's what weird. Yeah, see, I never got much into Bliss. It's just it's weird how that works. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. It is it, like and like I said, like I could sit here and rattle off all these hilltop songs that I like. Oh yeah. I, they... I, no, actually. Now I think about it, I would have heard um, because their first album, The Calling, would have come out. I don't know if it's their first album, but their first like proper release came out in two thousand three. So I reckon I would have heard Nosebleed section when I was like 
you'd be younger. Yeah. Like driving to soccer. I remember or that getting radio play. Like that yeah. was um, such a big thing. That was a big song. That's a oh, good dude, song it's too. It's an amazing man. song. Um, but, but yeah, yeah the so, hard road and the hard road restrung, man. Like I fucking oh, absolutely. The hard road, yeah, I did Kane a hard road restrung actually. Because again, like I had such a musical brain. Like I loved that. You know, anything there. Because dad, like that's the thing is like my my growing up, um, my dad would watch movies and stuff at night time. Yeah, but from the minute that he got to his computer, because um, he was obviously always building and working on computers, from the minute he got to his computer until dinner time or even while we're eating dinner, until he sat down at night to to watch movies, there was music playing. Yeah. So, like, I just grew up in a house that was just never not musical. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, so I just had such an appreciation for what the feelings that music gave me from such a young age because it was just always on. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, like, it's just – and but it's funny because, like, despite all of that, he fucking hated the dance music. Yeah, no He shit. hated the fucking hip-hop. No and shit. Rap, and he hated the fucking screaming. Hates the metal, yeah. Um, it's, we're at a point now, and my fucking bro Aaron over there can attest to this, like we've only just got him to a point where like he will allow us to have Bluetooth control. Like, the, <laughs> really? The screamo stuff has kind of grown on him just enough to the point that he will um, allow us to um, See, that's play the thing. it. Still, he, like, he would still be referring to it as screamo. Yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, I, just, I can't fucking understand what they're saying. But then he listens to these, like there's this band called fucking Texy. Texas Hippie Coalition. Like, that's just absolute dad rock fucking right, shit, right. right? But I give him shit all the time because, like, the whole thing is just, like, the lyrics are just, like, in sex and pussy and rock and roll <laughs> yeah, and yeah, sex. Yeah, and yeah. that's all it's doing the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, we're, like... But then, I guess, on the flip side, you know, the shit I'm listening to is just fucking oceans and fucking yeah. anchors and hey, nautical references. So. Hey, do, you, do you want me to disappoint you heaps What's that? right now? Because I know there's a lot of people that would that, that will probably be what the fucking when I say this. Um, I never got into pop punk, so I never got into Blink-182 and, um, yeah, wow. uh, and stuff like that. Even though there's like a good couple of songs now that I, I do like. But back when, you know, everybody was getting into it, so, yeah. never got into it. Yeah. And I also, and this one will hit, hit close home to you, I, I never got into My Chemical Romance. Yeah, you never liked the emo shit either. Never got see, into but I never, the most emo I went was, was Ronnie Radke, bros. Like, legit. See, I only had, see, yeah, but I, like he, he was not, I mean, it was emo, but they were very heavy. They were like, heavy, that's the yeah. thing. I mean, you look at the guillotine, dude. Like, that stands yeah. up as one of the heaviest songs and heaviest breakdowns Fuck yeah, of dude. that time and ever. Um, so, like, they were very different to your My Chems or whatever. But, like, out of those genres, though, like, punk pop for me, it was only four years strong. That was the only, okay. like, band. I wasn't massive Blink or whatever. Yeah. Four years strong was just a band that I don't even know how I got into them, but I just fucking loved them. Yeah. Um, and then in the emo side, it was. It was mainly my chem, and even then, it wasn't huge. Like I've loved them more as I've even like with being with Erica now, and she's yeah. shown me all these other songs. Um, but all you like Chiodos and fucking Amberlin and all of these other really emo fucking bands, even like Pierce the Veil, Sleeping of Sirens, like would you I classify all of that? Would you classify Under Oath as emo? Yeah. See, oh, I, I, see, I see, I Under thrashed Oath was Under Oath. Very heavy though. Yeah, I thrashed Under Oath and and I thrashed Sayosin as well. Do you know Sayosin? Yes. They, so now, oh yeah, Erica fucking loves. Yeah, Sayosin. Remember Emma Rosa? Did you ever listen to them? No, I didn't. I know emo. them. Lizzie told me about them. There was a lot of those yeah. kind of. So I like that was the thing is that I went from like Fallout Boy. Which was kind of like you know that emo-ish sound, but they were like pretty mainstream. Well, boy, were, were just as cool. Like they were so big because they like their lyrics were amazing, their song titles were amazing, yeah. Their singing was amazing, and um, and then I went from them straight to like Parkway pretty well, like in that time, right, right. So like I kind of went straight over all of those really like fucking 
yep. wispy fringe yep. fucking emo songs. Um, should we have a break? <laughs> I love how you're like halfway through telling a story and you're like, uh, oh, that was that was the end. I skipped that whole. Was that the end of the story? Whole. Yeah, that was pretty much. Yeah, all right. All right I skipped the emo shit, and then we'll um. You skip the emo. You skip the emo. I'll skip the punk. But no, I actually, I, like, uh, look, that being said, I absolutely adore that. I remember. Oh, and I yes, know that. I know that they're not really like pop punk or anything because they're a little bit heavier. But fuck me, man! Like, I, Bro, love I remember so much. Um, sitting with my ex. Years and years ago, man, listening to For Those Who Have Heart. Like yeah, that was what front I first heard too. And I was just like, God damn, these guys are something else. Yeah, The Danger in Starting a Fire was the first song I heard by them, closely followed by uh, The Plot to Bomb, The Panhandle. Panhandle, yeah. They, um, they're one of these bands that do the both ends of the spectrum incredibly well. Yeah. Like for a song that can literally be like so fucking poppy almost. Yeah. Like very pop, like, you know, user-friendly chorus to then have one of the most stupidly heavy fucking breakdowns and low screens ever. Yeah. Um, and all come from the same – like, again, that's what makes it so good is that it's all coming from the same human being. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is something I've always appreciated the shit out of. They were amazing. They did it so well. Well, they still are, man. And there's so that's many the thing. people They're, they're one know. of the bands that from get-go I never – like, what every time that they've released something, I've gone like, that. that's good. There's been something good about every single album. I didn't really get around uh, Common Courtesy that much. Nah, but there was a few good songs uh, The on one there. before that. What Separates Me From yeah, You. Yeah, I like f- that. Yeah. And Homesick is probably my actual yeah, favourite by them. those three albums, bang. For those who yeah. have heart um, – Homesick, Homesick and, and what separates me from you yeah. are all fucking absolute Dude, weapons. Of, incredible. It's amazing that because they've got that such a blend of like, you know, your uh, there'll be like songs like um, Monument and um, If It Means A Lot To You and whatever that are yeah. just com- like not even heavy at all. So like you, the amount of times that I've had like girlfriends or mates' girlfriends that like you'll be smashing a day to remember, they'll start loving Monument or start loving If It Means A Lot To You and then just slowly over time you'll yeah. wear them down into Ease like into... they're loving all the yeah. shit. It's happening with Aaron's fucking girlfriend at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it's just they're such a good band to like slowly push someone into like liking the heavier stuff. Definitely. Well, then if you listen to their new at what it's gonna, I'm pretty sure it'll be a part of a new album, but Resentment. Which is one of their new singles. Yes, yeah. That is like some so of the tough. heavy that is some of the heaviest shit they've released ever. And it's like even to this day, 2020, they've re- they're they're coming out they, they they could have folded and gone completely mainstream five, ten years ago mm-hmm. and no one would have fucking questioned it. No. But the thing with the thing with these guys is like they they have stuck to their roots the whole time. And they're one of them bands that like I don't think they've really ever properly disappointed me. I think, like, like I said, Common Courtesy. There was a couple. There's that one like, right back Common at it. Courtesy, like, right back at it again. Yeah, I fucking song. love that song. Yeah. Um, but like, what was the one after that? You got a secret. Yeah. <laughs> what was the one after Common Courtesy? That's the one I don't like. The one that's like Bad Vibrations or whatever. Oh yeah, like, isn't that what the album's called? Bad Vibrations. Yeah, it's probably is. Yeah. yeah. I See, I, I like. Pa- you got to listen to Paranoia, bro. That's a good song. I think I do know yeah, that one. That one's that's not a good too song. bad. But overall, it just was felt like such a. Didn't have the yeah, same. Know, didn't hit the yeah, same. it just didn't hit the same. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, fair enough. Yeah, it didn't feel as. That's I mean, there's a lot of songs on that on Common Courtesy that are still like, yeah, okay, this is. Oh, what is it? The um, oh, there's a couple of really heavy songs on that still that are, yeah. that are very good. On well, you all the hammer on the nail. I think it yeah, is. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Um and oh, life lessons learned the hard way. That's a fucking. Do you know that song? Mr. Highway's Thinking About the End. That's Homesick. Yeah, that's I know. Great. Yeah, that's such a that's such one of my favourites. Such good song names. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. All right, now let's have a break, eh? Okay, that was a good fucking thing. <laughs> all right, all right. 
what were we going to do in this second half? Well, I just want to quickly talk about the meditation that we didn't get to get to, then we'll, then we'll have a chat about games and wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to, when we did the mindset, which the plan for that was obviously mindset and meditation, ended up with a nice little cheeky conspiracy tangent yeah. um, for the well, first half an hour, and then we just did know. a good solid um, hour of, of the mental health stuff. But um, you sort of mentioned at the beginning – now again, I, oh, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because I'm I'm trying to kick my own ass into doing it again, because since um, my son was born, I've kind of like not. It's not that I've not had enough time or whatever, because you can always find time for those things. I don't know, I've just been busy with everything else, bro. You know, so, bro, you don't you don't need to preach to the choir because I'm exactly the same. If you rewind back to 2017, I was meditating yeah. probably. Once, if not maybe even twice a day because yeah. I didn't work every day back then. So yeah. it was like, you know, I, I, I didn't really have anything to do. So I just meditated. But yeah. Um, but now I just haven't fucking put the binaurals on and, and, and had to meditate in a long, long time. Well, because mine kind of coincided with my awakening and obviously right. hanging out with you guys yeah. in that 2015 time or whatever. So I kind of like, you know, went through that spiritual journey as well as that whole like you know waking up to the fucking bullshit of the world and um it was just i find it such a incredible powerful tool and the reason it kind of moves into music for me is because that was the thing that i guess allowed me to meditate and it wasn't just binaural beats for me the main thing i did like that stuff yeah but i felt like it didn't do the same for me that um certain piano music would Okay. So I found just piano music, no synths or fucking violins or whatever. Yeah. Just good, high quality piano music was just something that allowed me to uh, have that kind of out of body experience um, where I would just be. So you've had an actual out of body experience? Yeah. Like, I guess it's hard to know, you know, what, what is the definition of it? But for me. Well, you know, trust it me. It was you more. Because you, you're awake, but you're out of your body. So yeah, maybe you it's know not, if you had one. Maybe it's not out of body, but it's more so like like vibrating at a much different frequency oh, than course. just normal life and like thinking yeah. about things in a way that is just not even possible yeah. um, through normal stuff and just feeling feelings like in my fucking soul, in my heart that I weren't just normally feeling. Did you find um, that, that your outlook on life was a lot more positive in general and you had a lot more patience for shit cunts? Well, it was not even just that. It was just like I would just come out of that just so kind of like, you know, when we talked about the, the, the DMT thing, um, and what I said, you know, the, you come out of the DMT thing and you're like, it's obviously a lot more of an intense feeling coming out of yeah. that. But you come out of that kind of feeling like everything is what it is and this is my place in the universe and, you know, everything is exactly where it's meant to be, the good yeah. and the bad, yin and yang, all of that kind of stuff. That I would feel a bit of that coming out of a good meditation. Yeah, okay. Where I would just be like so appreciative of everything. I'd be so understanding of everything and, and you know, it would just be the perfect thing because for me – it was always a nighttime thing. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, I would um, say me, it, what would quite often happen is that me and Eric would be laying there watching stuff and we'd either decide to turn the TV off, I'd hook up the Bluetooth speaker, put on piano music, we'd just turn the lights off and both just lay there and sort of like, you know, go through our own little thing. Yeah. Um, or she would fall asleep and I would grab my headphones and do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just such a good uh, tool to just – go to sleep feeling fucking amazing and wake up ready to, to suck the day's dick the yeah, following yeah, day. Yeah, for you know? sure, for sure. Um, and I just think it's it's something that is it's easy to 
I think the reason I wanted to talk about it is because quite often it kind of gets lost in that whole like, you know, it's a very hippie whatever thing. And so some people are like, oh, I'm not really like that. So therefore meditation wouldn't be for me. Yeah. But I guess the point of what I'm trying to make is that I wasn't any of those things. I hadn't really gone through this massive like spiritual journey or whatever. It was just something that I wanted to try and, and, and achieve. And it was actually quite easy to, to get those feelings out of it. And, you know, I think you have to go into it not thinking like I'm going to have this big out-of-body experience, I'm going to do whatever. It's possible. Oh, yeah, absolutely yeah, no, might. you can't go into it thinking that it's going to be fucking life-changing, bro. The, but, thing, the thing with meditation is once you, when, you start, when you start doing it, especially because a lot of people uh, begin meditation by doing like um, mindful meditation. So they'll, they'll uh, focus on their breathing or mm-hmm. they'll focus on like a... A thought. Whereas I've I have always done the opposite. So like, the idea of what I do is the complete opposite. I just think about nothing, and then as as thoughts and ideas and concepts and bullshit comes into my into my mind, I, you, I like try and catch myself thinking about it, and then try and get back to not thinking about anything ever like again. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea is to completely dispel my attention to to nothing. It's almost like. Like the people that are doing mindful meditation are focusing on their breathing. My, like I was focusing on nothing and trying yeah. to focus on nothing. And like, and when I say nothing, it's not just like laying there going, oh, well, my cheeseburger didn't have enough fucking cheese on it or whatever. It's, it's actual nothing, you know? Yeah. See, see, that's where mine was a little bit different because I, I tried to – all I was trying to do was get myself out of the thought that I was meditating and try and get into a deeper pattern of thought. Yeah. Um. Something that actually. So had you were still some having sort thoughts. of substance. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was still, but it. I don't know. They just were much different. Yeah. They. I, I was just thinking about things that I that weren't crossing my mind ever in my day to day. Um. And and it wouldn't happen straight away. Like it would be. I would just be focusing on my breathing, and then I would just have this feeling of like tuning into the music, and and then I would all of a sudden just be like. You know, I'll just have that wave of emotion where I'm just like, you know what, this is fucking, this world is just fucking magical. Like, yeah. This feeling that I'm having right now is something that is that is unparalleled. It definitely does make um, the world more beautiful. It does. Yeah, and I just think it's something that if you're listening to this and you've never tried it before, um, there isn't a there isn't a fucking manifesto on the best way to do it. No, no um, everyone's got different techniques. I think the importance of it is is that like having. <sighs> making a conscious effort to try and sit there and even if you are trying to completely free your mind of thought or, or you know, in that way because you're trying to stop thinking about all the crap that you're normally thinking about or whether you're just trying to, you know, turn the fucking TV off and spend a moment with yourself almost. That's yeah. what I felt like the beneficial thing for me was out of it a lot was um, I was just having a moment to self-reflect. I was having a moment to think about the things that were important to me and obviously because of what we talked about with the power of music, using something like that as your gateway to that, I, I found was was just so helpful. For sure. Um, and it's a worthy thing to try, you know, to, you know, not watch TV right up until you're almost falling asleep and then you turn your TV off and you pass out. Um, you know, make that conscious effort to go, okay, cool, I've watched some stuff, let's finish that episode, let's stop, let's pop headphones in, let's listen to music and let's reflect or let's try and empty our minds and, yeah. and, and get to a state of nothingness come out of that feeling good and then have a great night's sleep. Um, and I just think that, you know, for my own mental health, like I was going through weird shit through that time as well when I was doing it the most where I had started a job. I was really enjoying the job, but there were certain parts about it, like with management and whatever that was shit. Yeah. And then I got made redundant um, and then shit had happened where I was 
um, like in a house with my with my now beautiful wife and like another person and then shit or oh, a couple of other people and shit kind of went sour there. Yeah, yeah. And I'd lived out of home for all these years and all of a sudden I was living with my partner's like mum in her house. Yeah. Um, and so I felt like I'd taken a big backward step in my life and then I got made redundant. So I'm like, okay, now I got no job. I'm living with my fucking yeah, thing. And yeah. like I'd been self-sufficient for already five or six years by Just that point. Just took a beating a bit, yeah. So, but then doing that stuff was making me just appreciate all of the amazing stuff I had at that time and the fact that I had this beautiful partner and the fact that I had, um, you know, that I, w- I knew that I had the ability in me to um, get back up on that bike and, and find something else and, and all of that kind of stuff. So I, maybe that's part of why I haven't done it as much now is because I almost haven't needed to. Like things yeah, for me yeah. um, from Very that well time, when I moved out of that house, I moved into the house that I'm still in right now with my partner. I'm, I've just married this weekend. We had a son within six months of us moving into that house. Yeah. And so it's almost like I've, you know what I mean? Like I've been vibrating at such a high frequency and I've been in a job since my son was born. Like I started the week after Winston was born. Right, right. And I've been in that since that time as well. So I think for me, it might just be something where I haven't needed to because back then I think I was beating myself up. So by meditating, I was kind of recentering myself, appreciating everything that was important to me and then, you know, tackling that next day um, better. Whereas maybe now um, I haven't needed that moment to recenter because I'm just constantly feeling yeah, you great. Feel, so well, now especially wanna... recently with all the stuff that's been going on in your life as well. You, you like really recently, I mean, like, you yeah. Know, so yeah, no, med- meditation's a fucking, is a good one. I, I, like, as, I, as I said in, um, I can't remember which episode it was, but like the spiritual side of the awakening was like where I f- kind of first started in awakening and like it was more so an awakening, not to necessarily the truth about, you know, the, the monetary system or the government or politics or anything like that. It was, it, it was originally about spirituality for me. Well, something, and, um, something that I think is important to touch on with that is that I think that, and why when we talk about like this awakening thing, one of the biggest things for me was realizing because it's easy to get tricked into this belief that human life that doesn't exist in the same room or same state or same country as you is not as worthy as your own or that of your friend. Yeah. It's not something we realize we do, but we kind of do in yeah, a way, yeah, right? Because you think about it, you turn on the news and you hear about a fucking drone strike that fucking happened when Obama fucking dropped a fucking missile on a children's hospital. Yeah. You're like, oh man, that's kind of fucked up, right? Which is, it's actually horrific. Like it's actually fucked up and you're just kind of like, oh man. But it's like your brain's like, well, that's that part of the world. You know, those things happen. Yeah. And then you hear about fucking Becky having a car accident on Main North Road and you're like, oh, what a tragic loss of life. Like it hits you in such a different way, which it shouldn't be. Yeah, but but that's because like Becky getting hit by a car on Main North Road is a direct, you know, not like that six degrees of separation. Like it is a direct impact to you you know whereas like the kids getting bombed in a hospital is fucking disgusting and it is not something that you would wish on anybody but because it's on the other side of the world you don't know anybody that knows anybody that was even near there you you, uh, but that that's a part of our upbringing as well man and that's what we've been desensitized to a lot of things um as as you know being born in the 90s it's kind of like we've come up with technology uh, you know, from the get-go. And I think that's so. what a lot of my awakening was, was being like, well, hold on a second. Like humans as, in general are so connected. Yeah. Like there is something about whatever it is, again, that 
that got us here, whatever the fucking thing that you believe is not even relevant to the fact that there is some sort of cosmic connection between all of us. It's a weird thing that I I think about this, but me and Eric always talk about like, you know how when you yawn and you make other people yawn? Yeah. Isn't that just a weird thing that just like almost proves exactly what I'm talking about? Like why is it that those kind of things or like, you know, when you can feel tension in a room or when, you know, someone's upset and you can notice, like there's just little things like that that on a very surface level show you that there is something deeper. Um, And I just think that the idea that, um, I want to always foster is that like, and why, you know, if we, if the entire world felt the way that we just talked about where the loss of life somewhere else in the world doesn't feel as, as, you know, distant as what it is and that we all cared for all of that so much, I think the world would be in much better fucking shape. Well, yeah, um, that's it, man. You got to think people- about it as like, there's been so much programming over the, over the years, you know, even to this day, I mean, even kids being born now are getting programmed, but I guess it's a bit different now, but yeah. Well, yeah. it's like, um, you know, people always go, because I always talk about the, the American election and they're like, why do you give a fuck? I'm like, because that has massive fucking repercussions for us. Yeah, um, yeah, fucking oath it does. You know, why, look, we got fucking sent to the wars in the Middle East because we are fucking allies of them. Like, we should be caring about that. And it's that kind of nonchalant, oh, we're not there, it doesn't affect us attitude is why the world has allowed itself to just slip into these fucking yeah. states where now we're going, hey, how come we don't have all these freedoms and we don't have all these fucking things? It's because we were just like, ah, it's not going to really affect us. Well, you that's, know? Yeah, that's it's, it's the selfishness. Um, I, I remember what I was going to say now. Um this 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 is just my beliefs on 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 that kind of like connectedness and that you know and like that kind of selfishness thing is like I believe that um you know how like in different religions they have the idea of God being a separate physical entity that re- reigns over and you know makes decisions and you know delivers judgment. I don't believe that uh, God is necessarily a separate entity. I believe that God. Is consciousness itself, I, and I, that's weird that because I agree in, with that one hundred percent. And I and there's been a lot of people trying to study consciousness and trying to study the brain, and they're saying that they're finding that like they, well, the question is: is consciousness formed by the brain and then projected, or is the brain like acting like an antenna and picking up consciousness? So it's almost like when you're in a room with all these people, you got to understand that consciousness is God itself. So like you're basically just viewing a different angle of the same thing to what I am. Mm-hmm. And the kids in Afghanistan are just viewing a different angle of the same consciousness than what we are and the brain's the antenna. Yeah. That's kind of how I that's kind of how I look at it. So because there's so much evidence out there to suggest that um that's that's the way it works and yeah. then all these intangible things that um you know like like the like emotions in general are like are like a fourth dimensional kind of thing because if, if you think about like you've got the first dimension being like f- fire wind water and the earth kind of like the elements almost like the basis of life i guess yep. and then like as you're coming up <clears throat> the first dimension you've got like crystals and rocks and stuff like that which grow you know like, you know got like crystals like grow or so, form yeah yeah so like yeah they form so they've kind of got somewhat of a consciousness to them and then as you're coming up towards this, the, the bottom of the second dimension, you've got small uh, animals like insects and stuff like that. Like you know they're alive, they're sentient, they're just in a different dimension to us and trees as well. Mm-hmm. And then as you're going up the this through the second dimension, you've got, you know, go through animal, like the smarter animals. Then as you get there, and you, then you've got like the top of that would probably be uh, 
like dolphins are pretty smart. Um, even like domesticated like house animals yep. are, are pretty smart. But what, what triggers that next step into third dimension is, um, is self-awareness. So like animals aren't aware of their selves on the same level that we are. No, that's right. So we're, we're, we're aware of ourselves on a level that we're able to affect our environment. Inf- yeah, affect our environment with, with the tools that we have. Mm-hmm. Whereas these animals, they, they, they kind of like see what's in front of them, but they can't think of the consequences that are further than that. Yeah. They're not, they're not self-aware enough. And then interestingly enough, human beings now have, the, all have had this fourth element to us, this fourth dimensional element, which is emotion, which is something that is like extremely powerful, yeah. but we can't control. Yeah. And I, like there's a thing that, um, you know, one thing that I believe very heavily in is that certain people are – like what they call empaths. This is one thing that yeah. I, I feel that, empaths, um, yep. that I what like I I will do it myself. Um, I, and but some it's weird because I watch Erica do it unbelievable amount of times. Where like she will just sense that someone is feeling a certain way before they've possibly been able to, uh, you know, give her an indication that that's the case. Yeah, man. Um, and will just say what somehow needed to be said to that person at that moment in time. And it blows my fucking mind, dude. Like she does it so often. Well, that's, that, that's um, the sixth sense, bro. Yeah. That's our sixth sense. And I just think that that's something that is, uh, you know, that we can exercise that more as well and become more like that because that's exactly what the world needs more if, of. If people are closed off to the idea that psychic um, abilities and stuff like that exist, then – they're never going to be able to have an environment within themselves where they accept that it is, exists. So it will never exist. And Do you know there's what I mean? always going to be corruption in that kind of shit. So I don't want you like people listening to this and being <clears> like, oh, listen to these guys. Like oh, there yeah. are going to be people. John that, Edwards and shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. are going to fucking. Of course. Turn that into a profit. But look, it, I'm look, a very big belief that again, it, it, and it comes down to this collective consciousness. It comes down to this thing that we talk about where there is some sort of link neurologically and physically and whatever between all of us as human beings. And whether that is what we explained it as this kind of like God idea that, you know, we are essentially, we both are and aren't God, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, that's something that we should have so much more respect for. And that's exactly why what I just talked about when I'm like, you know, I now start to think more about all of these fucking atrocities and things that happen the world over and it, and it breaks my fucking heart more than what it ever used to is because I think that every one of those people are just human beings. Doesn't matter what fucking race or color or religion or whatever the fucking thing that they're, they've been attached to or born into is that we are all 100% the same and that we all possess the same powers and that's abilities it, and whatever when it comes to this shit um, and that if the world shifted more towards that in terms of that consciousness and we were making efforts to try and benefit um, everyone, um, there's just this, we we talked about it in the last episode, we talked about it in the first conspiratorium. Like I just have this this thought and hope for this utopia that we could reach where- We can definitely reach it. um, We just need some some more love like like we've been saying every single time. That's all it takes, man. Uh, obviously there's a lot going on in this world that it needs to be fucking switched up a whole lot. Yeah. But that's, but that's because the, the system that's been implanted, the, the beliefs, the ideologies or whatever uh, that have been implanted are so 
backwards. Yeah. You know. And they're built in these corrupt systems where it's 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 literally implemented. Yeah, man. And it's, designed to benefit a few while completely systematically fucking over everyone else below them. Yeah. Um, and if we can remove those and start to instill our own. Um, but it, look, it gives me hope, man. You know, it's another thing that we, we've talked about this in the last episode and, and that – you know, I've gone through this massive awakening and, and for a long time it was very isolating. Um, it was I was ridiculed. My mates, some of my closest friends now will still take the piss out of me for the things that I talk about, which is fine, you know, again, because what I see a lot of now is people coming and approaching me and being like, you know what, man, I'm thinking about shit in a whole different light yeah, than what I yeah, used yeah. to. What do you think about this, man? What do you think about Just that? Just got one sentence for that, which is a very which can be pro- provocative, but the great awakening is upon us, mate. It yeah, really and it is. really feels like it. Yeah, it really does. Give it 20 years and people will be like, "I." there will be a lot of things that will be coming out in the next 20 years that people will be like, holy shit, I can't believe that actually happened. The Great Awakening right. will be known as a historic fucking moment in people time. People will write books about it, basically. Yeah. For, for the rest of humanity, people will, will write books about what's going on now because it really is that deep. Yeah. Like, just, just to go back, I've got something up here, just to go back to about that, that psychic, have we saying before about psychic thing? I've never necessarily been, like, stupidly deep into, like, you know, clear audience or clear sentience or... Empathy, I can understand, like an empath. I can yeah. understand that. Like, it's a little bit more tangible. Yeah. But... If, if because people, we watch it, we watch real life. As I said, you know, well, we watch real I've life examples. It. I know, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've had those moments as well where I've just managed to know that I just need it's a message. Like it's, it's almost something where I'll just have this feeling where I'm like, I need to message this person, and then yeah. they end up being like, dude, how the fuck did you know that this message was the most necessary thing of all time? Well, that's it, um, and that's and and the thing that I wanted to give up here, like to to put forward here for people to have a look at, is if you're not in any way shape or form thinking that um, psychic abilities or extra uh, sensory perception exists. I want you to look into remote viewing. Now I can, I can tell you that this, that this, this stuff has had a lot of research done into it. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of um, whistleblowers that talk about the CIA and a couple of other agencies doing tests on it. But basically the, like basically the idea of remote viewing is you've got, uh, I think it's like three people. They try and use at least three people, and they can they can use their essentially they can use their abilities to to go into a meditative state. You know, close their eyes, and then do you know how when you're in a meditative state, sometimes like images will come to your mind, yep. like through your through your pineal gland, through your third eye. Yep. So what they essentially do is they get given an objective, almost like a, like a, like a mission, right? And then they'll get told vague things about this, but they won't actually be told what the, the pinpoint thing is that they want. And then these these like, then people will use these abilities to then go to that point in time and space. So like it, that, like they, they could have been like, we want you to go to Roswell in 1949 or whenever that UFO was. You know what I mean? So what they do is they'll have these these three uh, remote viewers there, and they'll go back there, and they'll like, we need this, like we need, we're going to need this information. So they'll go there and they'll try and get this information and it, it's it's like almost been proven. I mean, like if you look at a lot of like mainstream sources, they'll say it's not easily re- – like they're like, oh, the, the, science, the science isn't out, you know, it's still a hoax. But that's because quite often they only test one person and one person can't get um, definitive results, like accurate results. It needs to be like more than one person because one person might – you know, see something over there, but then if they see that over there and the other three people over there see that something that's similar or very close, then you know that in between there is where the truth is. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. So people, if, if you want to have a look a bit into that, have a look into remote viewing because I, I will I will come back to that because I know we're, we're going to do a conspiratorium episode based a little bit on more about the, like the spiritual uh, aliens, out of space, secret space program kind of thing. Um, and I know a lot of people will get lost in that. Yeah. So I'm trying to like preface that now by giving people a little bit of something to look into further now in remote viewing because it is really, really interesting. It really is. Very quick thing, right? This is what, why I'm thinking of it because I don't want to forget it the next time we're talking about it. The whole alien thing with me, right? Or, or not even alien, but just like almost this like things existing that are that exist in another dimension but on our plane. Yeah. I think about things like this is the the analogy that someone pointed out to me when they were explaining this before and it's always stuck with me as something that I remember. But I think about a dog whistle, right? So obviously like certain creatures or whatever get affected and can hear that, but for us it does nothing. Yep. What? Why would it be so far-fetched and crazy to think that there are things that our eyes can't perceive can't see. Well, that are actually fucking existing? That's it, man. And well, how like, is that any different than not being able to hear a dog whistle? Well, it's, it seems from from a bit of a bit of reading I've done over the last couple of years, it seems that um, atoms vibrate at a certain rate, right? So you have something that's more solid will vibrate slower, but it will still vibrate within within our general frequency, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So we can't just walk through a wall, right? But these other entities and these other things, they vibrate at different rates. So exactly kind of like, you know, imagine like how, how a cat can see infrared. Yep. Infrared is vibrating at a different frequencies, but mm-hmm. it's still within, kind of within our band so it, we can perceive it. Do you know what I mean? Like if we have uh, technology, we can perceive it. So imagine imagine all these entities and beings and stuff that, that vibrate outside of the band that of anything that we can perceive and any technology we have that could possibly perceive it. That's essentially how like yeah. a lot of these non-terrestrial um, entities live because they, they, they don't live in our – in like – on our plane, yep. you know what I mean. So I love how fucking deep we just got then after like starting that at fucking a bit of meditation, and then it always busts in, man. About. It always fucking. This is what I love about this fucking. Podcast. Yeah, I know, right? So <laughs> it's cool. I, you know what? I think we'll wrap it up here. Because, I was gonna say, yeah, we'll leave yeah. the games again. This can just be music and meditation now, and fucking Bob's music and meditation. Yeah, we we, we actually good. covered a, a a bit of a bit of a platter of a, like a meat platter today, didn't oh, we? Bro, we've done well. Yeah. I love doing this shit with you, bro. Yeah. Oh, so it's a lot of fun. It is. It's a, it's actually become one of my favorite things because it's just one because it's a cool um, uh, release. Like we just get to talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about, and two because like you you and I just like have genuinely easy conversations as it is. It would be hard if it was with some some bozo. Speaking of release, right? Yeah. Just while we're on a break, one of our uh, one of our favorite guests on this um, podcast, rookie, um, told us how he went on a ghost tour and they locked him in a cell. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ! You're gonna. No, no, wait. Oh, 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 come here, come here. Yeah, yeah, actually, don't. Yeah, here we go. This is your first guest spot. Sit at my mic. And just for the end of this episode, uh, please enlighten us, Rookie, with um, you went on a ghost tour for your partner's birthday. Um, How did you know that part? (laughs) Because you told me. Oh, fine. And uh, so, yeah, so tell us about it. What happened? All right, so here's how it goes, right? It was a ghost tour. My missus was keen to do it for her birthday. I think we were going to dinner afterwards or something like that. Yeah, it was a nice, calm night. Actually, I just completely forgot about this night. Just to add this, right? When we were pulling up to the place, right? We parked on the street. We were looking right to the building. 
10 seconds before, uh, uh, after us was another woman in like a, you know, she was a fucking, like, can I speak to the manager, sort of Karen, yep. sort of lady with, with her two daughters, right? And she was rocking up. She was driving down the street looking at the building that she wasn't looking at the road. She turned into my, uh, into my missus' car and crashed into our car when we were parked on the side of the road. Not going fast speed. Pretty sure she's going like 17 k's an hour. 17. But like, still, like, nonetheless, like, crashed into the quarter panel, fucked it up. So it was a good start to the night. Anyway, we get in there, do the ghost tour. Uh, they walk around like fucking, they kind of like free range chickens around a fucking mental hospital sort of thing. You can just walk around and do whatever you want. And then at the end of the night, they're like, okay, now there's enough rooms for every, everyone here in the group to be able to be in a room alone for 10 minutes. So, okay, yeah, no worries. It's an idea to try and scare you, try and get a bit of an experience from the ghost. Now, when I was in there, not that I was scared. Okay, I was scared, but uh, yeah, when I, when I was feeling a bit, little bit creepy, I just wanted to get my mind off it to make it easier. And like, what better to get your mind off of it? Then to masturbate, and then when you orgasm, your bodily fluids get rubbed into the decking, and then you walk out the 10-minute mark, fucking bang on. <laughs> oh, that is the best ending to a wormholes I've had so far. Thank you for, for so, bringing so, us. So, so, so the whole thing was, is you went to go to tour, you had a wank at the mental hospital. I went to the abandoned mental hospital with an official, got put in the room, had a wank rubbed into the floors and left. <laughs> so just before we go... And I didn't tell anyone for two weeks. Just before we go, do you, can you take us? Can you take us back to that wank? And um, was was there like what were you thinking about? Like what did yeah, we just like? Oh no, no! I think I looked at porn. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah, yeah. cheating. Because like, in my head, I'm like, it, wait. There's actually a slight art to that. What you got to do, right, is you got to turn the volume all the way down until you can't hear anything at all. Yeah. Then you can watch as much porn as you want. Yeah. No one knows. Well, I know that because I do it in the disabled toilets at work. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Why are you in the disabled <laughs> toilets, cunt? More room. Oi, another funny story. Just to add to this, right? I'm sorry to interrupt. It's about time you get interrupted by someone else, actually. Um, <laughs> one time, like, you know, I, I generally go into the disabled toilets when I'm on a break at work sort of thing. Or, like, you know, I just want to sit down and chill on my phone in between jobs, right? Because I want to be out in there for a little while. I don't want to be dealing with other cunts shitting next to me. Exactly, yeah. Right? So this has happened twice now. So I've been in a disabled toilet for ages just scrolling my phone. And then I get a knock on the door after about 15, 20 minutes. Like, is anyone in there? I was like, oh, yep, no, no worries, no worries. Uh, I'll be down in a second. I quickly wipe my ass and I get out of there. And then I walk out and there's a guy in a wheelchair waiting for me to get out oh. of the disabled toilets. And, and, he just, felt, and he just wants to have a wank as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> yes, 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 um, yeah, yeah, No, no, you pick the disabled toilets because, again, you don't want to be beating off next to someone who's doing a shit next Even to you. Even when I'm not beating off, though. It's... Yeah, right. That's yeah, just I, your... I, I've been more conscious of it lately. Like, if I see a place that you have to travel upstairs to get to the disabled toilets, I'm like, there's probably not going to be any people in a wheelchair there. But... Oh, yeah. well, what, he, he just likes to hold the handrail. I've seen it before, bro. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Right. All right, later. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, right, uh, that right. was uh, Rookie Rookerson. Well, there's, there, there's a good ghost we got story his, for you. We got his first that'll, little... Uh, that, that'll warn you, We got his first... <laughs> And that's exactly why I wanted that to happen. Yes, um, because exactly. now he's lost all, uh, all reputable. Um, so I guess you could say there was ectoplasm on the floor <laughs> there of that was cell. <laughs> they were getting that uh, radiation meter out, and as they were <laughs> walking like, around, that room was just spiking. They were just like, doo, doo, wow, doo. this is going Jenna Jamison crazy. Jenna Jamison. <laughs>
Um, that's, All right. I think that's probably a good ending. You know what? We're pretty I love deep. It. We, we got so fucking deep at the end there. We're talking about like, you know, our, our understanding of the concept of God yeah. and then <laughs> finished it with fucking ghost jizz. Um, and that's exactly, you know, when, you, when you're signed up to fucking hey. listen to wormholes, you never knew what wormhole you were going to end that's, up down. That's exactly right. Sometimes we don't even know what wormhole we're down, even though we're halfway down it. The, ta- so. the tagline <laughs> is literally, where will I end up tonight? It could be fucking talking about God. It could be jizzing in a jail cell. It could be, You're yeah. Never gonna know. It could be God jizzing in a jail cell. Oh, that sounds like Ooh. a Dixie Chick song. It does. It? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wait, hold on. It, they're not called. They're called just the chicks now. Oh, are they? Dixie yeah. gone. Yeah, Dixie, yeah, because you know what they should like be called? A... The Dixie Drumstick Chicks. Oh yes. Bringing them back in. I've been fiending them since we yeah. talked about them. All right, All right. All right. I tell you what. If you listen on um, Spotify or anything like that. Follow along because uh, we we release this episode what every week or something like that. Yeah, we're, we're aiming to if my computer doesn't fuck up too much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, go follow us on YouTube because the quicker we can get to a thousand subs, the quicker we can start doing live streams. Yep. And uh, I can't fucking wait for that. That's gonna be good fun. But thank you for listening. Thanks for coming up, mate. It's been a good chat. Always a pleasure. Have a good one. Yep. Catch you later.